opportunity to broadcast his righteousness tonight. How you guys doing out there? All righty then. I want to dedicate this next song to brother Michael Terrell. He had some influence in the early days of Red Letter Ministries in Joel's Bar. He was very kind to me. Gave me a prophetic word for the ministry. And there was a lot of love. And he had a very, very soft, gentle, Holy Spirit-filled heart. And he just passed away. And so I want to dedicate this next song. We've played it a thousand times at Joel's Bar over the years. But we just want to honor him and his life to start off Joel's Bar tonight. This is Michael Terrell from his album Change called Butterfly. Side of love is waiting, butterfly. 
<laughs> Shaka. <laughs> it feels good in the hood. Just like you knew it would. Turn these fans so we don't blow away on her. Like dust in the wind. Hallelujah. Isn't that cool? Jesus. Worship you, Lord. Let there be peace into your hearts. Let the peace of God the Father be poured upon your minds. <laughs> Soon the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet, which means you can't have a thought that doesn't come from God because God has poured out his anointing on your head. How about that for a promise, amen? Shabbat. What does Shaba mean? Nobody knows. Keep it a mystery and get with it. <laughs> I remember one time this drunk sister in the glory was explaining her manifestations and I just like, you don't need to defend it. You don't need to explain it. You're just helping their brains. We want to help your spirits, and your spirits can transfigure your brains through a little something something called metamorphosis. Metamorphosis, that's the real deal. Metamorphosis, that's what changes your minds to reflect God in your spirits. Now let that just cause your eyes to bulge out your head. Oh, I can feel it all. I get really excited and my, my eyes start bulging out of my head when I'm preaching. I took the sunglasses off this last week a few times and there was a revealing, a book of revelation of Joel's bar, a revealing of my eyeballs. And it's not as good as you would have thought. It's actually a little spooky. Uh, we might put them back on, maybe not. Depends how we're feeling. There's someone else inside my soul I'd like to introduce you to tonight. His name is God the Father. He will freak you out, man. He's really in there, and you can see him. <laughs> I got a story about that if you want to hear it. I had an encounter with a warlock of red magic. I didn't know it was red magic back then. I thought it was just a red dragon. I've learned a lot about sorcery since then. This was probably 2016. I talked about it at Joel's Bar, I think, but I just want you to understand the power of the light of God in your eyeballs. Your eyeballs release God's light. The eyes are the windows of the lights of God. Jesus' eyes release flashing fire in Revelation chapter 4. And so do yours. Amen. And when that flashing fire of God's glory through your spirit, 
through your circumcised souls comes out your mind remember the breakthrough is when the name of the father is written on their foreheads that your mind is renewed to all the light of God the father Woo! and it's cosmic it's the luminaries it's the sun moon and stars and we'll get into that later they look inside your eyes they see God the father's light all they can do is try to curse your head that's all they can do the sorcerer the warlock this was a member of the the Minneapolis Scottish Rite 33 degree Freemasonry Lodge on Mount Curve on Hennepin Avenue in Minneapolis this man had been a practicing warlock for a very long time he was retired I believe he's in his 70s and he was a master of Kabbalah a master of the magic arts of Babylon the Great high-ranking worked in the hospital industries had millions of dollars probably killed through the pharmacy industry through abortion through running hospitals I mean killed thousands thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands murdered to practice and walk in Satan's highest level of red magic and when I confronted this warlock of Minneapolis Minnesota in 2016 the whole atmosphere turned red I said "Ooh, we got a special one here I'd only ever confronted that level of wickedness in dealing with the leader of the Russian Mafia true story and everything turns red and I'm like alright well I know I got Christ in me because I'm sanctified and I'm walking in righteousness or you know I'm really going after the Lord and so I'll confront this thing it was along the way it was in the path I didn't look for it it looked for me it found me it confronted me and it was eye to eye light to light combat probably five or six times over a two-week period that he was waiting for me every time I'd come around and I had lower level witches lower level occultists in the early days of Red Letter Ministries 2006 2007 2008 and back then I used to tell you in the 2008 9 and 10 Joel's bars my favorite thing is defeating sorcerers warlocks and witches of the occult making them converts or if they're not willing to convert killing them God suffers not a witch to live killing them through righteousness with no physical means necessary and we've seen that successfully many times and so this was an advanced level of confrontation of witchcraft at the highest level of Babylon the Great back then I didn't know it was the highest level Satan sure knew he didn't want me going any further he didn't want me testifying to the power of Elijah Joel's bar the fallen angels hate red letter ministries the fallen angels hate Joel's bar the fallen angels hate me so much they slander accuse me gossip about me do anything they can to hurt my feelings every day of my life since I've been in full-time ministry and today was pretty intense as well but I've learned through constant external suffering and continuous wrestling of demons inside sinners to let my joy and my peace 
and all of my light be inside my treasure house of my spirit so that Satan can't move me through external means. Amen? So that nothing can manipulate me in the world or in the universe. And you have to learn how to not be moved by anything outside you because what does the Bible say? 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he that is in you. Where? Right here in your spirit. Lay hands on your belly. In there. In your rich treasury of glory. In your innermost being. Greater is he who is in your innermost being. That's the only way you're going to make it, guys. If you get spiritual in your spirit and serve in the Holy Ghost as your master of thoughts and deeds. There's no other protection and there's no other salvation. Obedience, the Bible says, and salvation is following the Spirit of God. Amen. And if you're not obeying and following the Spirit that Jesus Christ sent at Pentecost into your hearts, you are in a wide path of destruction. You're not safe and you're not protected. To be safe and protected, safety is one aspect of salvation. A major one. We want to be safe and secure. Well, you're only safe if your spirit is obeying the Holy Spirit. Because then the Holy Spirit is your covering, and the Holy Spirit is your shelter, and the Holy Spirit is leading you and guiding you into more and more truth that your spirit has never digested into your spiritual stomachs. Which means you don't have the strength of it yet, because the Spirit has not led you into that truth yet. John 14, and I will send another comforter. I'm not just going to be your comforter, Jesus of Nazareth said in Scripture. I will send another comforter. He will be your Savior, like me. He will be your leader, like me. He will testify of me, it is written, and he will glorify me, it is written, and he will lead you into all truth. And so we've been led into all truth for years and years and years and years and years and years, about 19 years or something back then. And so we were really built up. I mean, I think I was 18 in the glory. I was 18 as an angel. And only at that age did the Father allow me to really face high, high level sorcery of Kabbalah of the ruling class of wickedness of Babylon the Great. Before that, it was just little minor witches and occultists and goofy individual stuff that had no organization, which people think is a big deal, but it's, it's nothing. Those are Satan's side witches. They're not organized. They can work against one-year-olds, two-year-olds in Christ, get them fearful, get them cursed, get them paranoid, all that. It won't work on anyone whose spirit is grown past five, six, seven, eight. It's just comical. It's a total joke. When you get into advanced sorcery, you get into advanced witchcraft, you get into advanced Kabbalah, and that stuff's no joke, it kills people. It kills millions and millions of people every year. That's what death is. Death is a magic art. Death is red magic. Death is an angel that practices sorcery and sorcerers who are trained in the magic arts who practice death angelically. 
and it works all the time, but it doesn't work on Jesus. It doesn't work on Christ. And you have Jesus, the Christ, in your spirit by his word, and he will increase in you if you follow and obey his Holy Ghost with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if you're not hearing clearly and you're just a total basket case, get washed in the Bible. Spend hours a day. You have hours. You have 24 hours in a day. There's no excuse. You can spend an hour, two hours a day in the Bible and get washed in the Word. That is the prescription to staying clear in hearing my voice. Whose voice are you hearing? The voice of the Word of God. And when you hear my voice, what does the Bible say? They obey me. And if you don't obey, you end up like a bale of hay under the bales of pure. Angry, bitter, nasty, destroyed, cursed, jealous, and dead. But if, if you obey the commandment of the Holy Ghost, remember, nothing the Holy Spirit says to you is optional. We got this Laodicean idea down here, like, the commandment of the Spirit of Grace is optional for the safety and the financial prosperity of my soul. I don't think the Holy Spirit is yet my Lord and Master of thoughts and actions. Let me do my own thing, which is working rebellious iniquity, sinning in the spirit after your spirit's born again, is working iniquity when you deny the Lord of spirits, when you de deny the seven spirits of God, you are resisting life and coddling death. Then you'll sit there, pour excuses on your head why you got dead. We don't want that to happen to anybody. But it will. It absolutely will if you don't repent. And let the Holy Ghost be the master of your thoughts, your attitudes, your moral conflicts. He needs to be the master of your morality. That's elementary. You can't serve the Lord unless you're practicing His perfect holiness. There's no excuse. You have the Holy Ghost, you have the Word, you have the blood, you have the water. You can be as perfect and as holy as He is because He's inside you. If you yield and obey, He rises in your heart. If you resist and say no, you're stuck in yourself and you'll get into witchcraft, which is false Christianity, making excuses, trying to self-justify, but you have no protection in the last days. You have no protection and no safety in the last days unless you're in obedience to the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Obedience is your shelter. What is the Holy Ghost commanding you to do in His armies? These are the armies of the seven spirits of God. In this world, we have the Holy Ghost. Jesus ain't even in this universe, nor is He in this solar system. He's not. Only the Holy Ghost is. The Holy Ghost is in the universe, which is the stars, and the Holy Ghost is in the world, which is the nine planetary systems under the sun and above the sun. True, isn't it? Which means if you are not in right standing 
with the seven spirits of God, the whole universe and the whole world is at war and defeating you in all kinds of areas of your spirit, soul, mind, and flesh. So repentance is getting back into the Holy Ghost and letting the Master, who is the Lord, 2 Corinthians 3, 18, the Spirit is the Lord. Amen? The Spirit is the Master. The Spirit is the Master. The Spirit is the Lord. That will never change, guys. None of you are in a level of maturity where you can say, well, I'm mature enough now. The Father is my Lord. You're a liar. Your pride is killing you. The Spirit is always master of this universe. It's true. Maybe when you're physically, with your bones, walking through the path of lightnings, through the center of every star in the second heavens, and physically going to God the Father's throne like Enoch, you can say things like that, like, I'm a little more mature in the spirit, but you'll say it with humility. You probably won't even be allowed to tell others because they'll just get all weird and pride and we need to see signs and wonders. Hebrews seek signs and wonders. Oh my God, this person is walking into heaven like Enoch. And they just start freaking out. God won't allow it. What, what he will allow is judgment and justice upon all of the rebellion and all of the wickedness of disobedience to the master. You know, these times as all of us together, because I just love going into nursery every day, it's Joel's Bar Nursery, because I'm not a liar nor an exaggerator, where people's spirits are developed in right now is nursery, preschool, kindergarten, elementary. And there's almost nothing in this world more advanced than that. Right now in the entire body of Jesus Christ. So if we are not going down to where the believer's spirit is and their actual maturity of their eternal age as if they didn't have a flesh and blood wrapping their spirit and working within their eternal immortal spirit, the new creature, and working and developing the new creature in strength, in ability, in wisdom, and in righteousness, and in holiness, and developing its wings and beams, it is written, and we're just sitting here doing soulish, sorcery-filled, fake Laodicean, carnal Christianity and just a bless me club and a self-justification club of a whore of Babylon around these places, I tell you what, we need to repent of all that is false and go into the truth of the actual development of our spirit and not be just beat yourself up attitude and not be deceived in our attitude but to be righteous in our attitude of where we are, telling the truth in the spirit from our spirit with no soulish heart and filthy animal blood of the human animal and the curse of the fall, twisting the actual level of our spirit. Not letting the river Nile twist the purity of the perfect spirit of age zero perfection of zero god's number bob jones said is zero without beginning without end born again you're a zero in christ a zero is the greatest thing because it's infinite without beginning without end you're born again zeros 
That's a good thing. You need to celebrate being zeros in Christ. Now to be one, it's just Jesus developing himself through teaching by his spirit, not by might nor by power. You can't even read the Bible without the Holy Ghost. You ain't gonna understand one thing. Your interpretation be demonic, will hurt others every single time unless the spirit of Jesus illuminates the scriptures into your spirit. You're more deceived after reading the Bible than you were before. Truth anyhow. You know who wars against Christ? Those who interpret the scriptures apart from Christ. Who is the Antichrist? He who comes in the guise of Christ. Remember the Bible says those who murdered him were the teachers of the law. The word law is Bible. What's the law? The Torah. The Torah, Moses. You know, Genesis, the teachers of Genesis. Who were the murderers of the Lord Jesus Christ? The teachers of the Bible. Amen? Who killed the Messiah who's killing him now? Who's attacking him and killing him inside the bride now? People who live in satanic, soulish interpretation of the scriptures who have not sacrificed the old Adamic and evil nature of the soul and the flesh and the bones and the marrow and cut it off by the sword of the spirit, the word of God, through circumcision of the heart. They are the teachers of the Bible, the scribes and the Pharisees, the Antichrist. And they're everywhere in American Christianity, everywhere. You can't turn on Christianity and not have a mixture of it because nobody down here is perfect, but many of them are actually teaching that which is dead because it's altogether soulish. Their teaching is not for the regeneration of the spirit. They don't understand the building up of the spirit. You know, the only apostolic ministry in the New Testament that came from God that was true and pure and tried and tested, that was a threat to Rome, that was a threat to the Pharisees and their sorcery of religion and the Romans and their sorcery of politics and finances was apostolic Christianity, which means the building up of the human spirit for the inheritance of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The promises of Abraham. You have remembered all your promises to our father Abraham. Mary's song, Gospel of Luke. It is a battle for the promises. And if you don't understand promises, come from the building up of your spirit, you'll try to get them soulishly through the realm of the dead, through sorcery, through unrighteousness, through greed, through religion, and by deception. And so you get a promise, but it's not a promise from God because your spirit didn't mature. And it's just a soulish promise, like now I got a million dollars in my bank account, I can retire. It's not a promise. That's not a blessing, that's a curse. A million dollars added under your spirit is a blessing because it's washed in the river. A million dollars added under your soul that didn't come from your spirit's maturing. You're the most cursed person in the universe. A billionaire, a millionaire, financial success 
apart from the success of the spirit, is as cursed as curse gets under the curse, and as satanic as Satan gets under the Satans. Woe to them who go after money, it is written. Woe to them who gain riches through unrighteousness, it is written. Now you self-justify and think it's righteousness, it's soulishness, all soulishness and carnality is unrighteousness. Unrighteousness is the practice of soulishness. So any success through soulishness, through man's heart, man's brain, and man's flesh is wickedness. Now righteousness gains all wealth. Righteousness has access to all economic buying power. Millions, billions, and trillions will be added unto true righteousness in the coming days for those who practice real righteousness by the maturing of their inner man in angelic order and in the order of the stars and in the order of righteousness, the order of Melchizedek called the new covenant. The order of the new covenant means that you get only blessed and promises added unto you legally that aren't from Satan and from the sweat of your brow. You can't boast before God. You can't buy anything from God. You can develop your spirit and have God's creation added unto your spirit through angels. Through angels. If an angel didn't bring it from God's kingdom, it'll be taken from you eventually by angels and given to the righteous who do his will. That's guaranteed scripture. Jesus Christ said that. He, te he taught that. He preached that. Enoch preached that. All the teachers and preachers of holiness and righteousness in James, in Jude, in Revelation, Apostle John, Apostle Paul, they all taught the law of liberty and the law of righteousness and the law of divine love, which means the spirit who's recreated from God who is love doing the works. Therefore, the angels work for the part of you that came out of God, that bears God's image, which how many all know is not your flesh and blood that bears the image of your mom and dad. That's the image of animal. You must bear the image of angel. Last time I checked, no human DNA can have the face of an angel. But Acts chapter 7 says, because of Stephen's great wisdom, his face shone as an angel. And if you read the Bible, Acts 9 says, Jesus Christ came not longer, no longer bearing the image of Mary, didn't have the image of the Jews, didn't have the image of man at all, zero, but only had the image of the Father because he came as a ball of light, as a morning star levitating 20 feet over the Damascus road and smote a Pharisee killing his brothers and sisters named Saul of Tarsus and destroyed the sorcery nature of his soulish interpretation of scripture because there was an opening in his spirit because when he killed the man with the glowing face, he thought, maybe I killed someone like Moses. Just a thought, just a hint, just a tiny crack in his spirit. 
Maybe I'm wrong because I just killed a man who glowed like Moses and he was a Moses guru. So he was convicted. <clears throat> Come on now. Some of you need to get convicted. We don't even have a crack in our heart like Saul. Cheer up out there, man. It's good news. The gospel. <laughs> Shut up. Man up, boy. You little wuss. You have a more than a crack in you. You have a geyser in you. Amen. If your heart is right with God, there's rivers of righteousness from God's throne springing up in you. Don't act like you're hearing the gospel for the first time. Come on now. God is love and love is judgment towards false, fake, human, soulish religiosity and legalism of the Satans, which you're full of, that the word of God is completely separating from your souls and from your bodies and from your brains and from your bones and marrow. And he's sanctifying you through the angels of purification to be a greater cosmic witness of his light. The eyes of flashing fire. All right. So we took that whole realm and I just wanted to impart into you the actual holiness that was necessary to defeat a red magic sorcerer. Everything I just told you for the last 30 minutes was what it took inside my angel of I am as a son of God, born of God, son of God, angel of God, same words in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin, and Chaldean, and Russian, and English. All the same. None of that matters anyway. What matters is the, the reality of the manifesting sonship of God through the Spirit, and all the little jots and tittles can burn off your brains. Because it's not about the legalistic interpretation. It's about the fountain. It's about the substance inside the word, which is the voice of many waters, the waters of Elijah, the fire of Moses, and all the power of the luminaries. It's about the glory like oil and the glory like wind and the glory like angels slaughtering everything of the human curse off of the new creature that has no curse in it. The word of God is blessed. If your spirit has the word in it and you're hearing by the spirit growing spiritually, which is called maturing in Christ, your spirit's already indestructible at birth. Who overcomes the world? He who believes that Jesus is the Christ, it is written, which means your spirit is invincible at birth. We know that because we study church history when they killed the born-again Christian race by the millions in the ethnic cleansing of the first century, all their spirits just went right up to God and we read about them in the book of Revelation. The martyrs crying out from the altar for judgment and justice upon the Satans who killed them. And they couldn't complete the maturing of their spirit on earth because they were killed by demon-possessed lovers of money and religionists. By religionists and by politicians. Caesar's politics and Caesar's economies. Whose inscription is on the coin? Jesus Christ said in the red letters. Whose face is on the money? 
Caesars. So give to Caesar what Caesar and to God what's God's. And they freaked out, realizing the Bible and the Torah sanctified all money to God, if you read it. Which means they were freaking hypocrites. And all of their hypocrisy of serving the fallen angels was exposed. Because the Torah said all money, silver and gold, is sanctified to my house, it is written. But they weren't sanctifying it to the house of God because they were part of the demonic system of the fallen angels. They were sanctifying it to the throne of Caesar. And what did they chant, these same men and women? Caesar is our king. We have no king but Caesar. When they killed him on the cross. Amen? How many of y'all know you are killing him on the cross if you say we have no president except Donald Trump? We have no president other than the Republican Party. The Democratic Party, we obviously renounce all of that nonsense because we're pro-life and we have some morality and we're not serial killers around here. But now do you understand enthroning man is the main problem. You have no problem enthroning your Republican politicians, but you have not yet enthroned Godmen and Godwomen as apostles. And that's why America is accursed. America is under a curse because of the rejection of the apostolic. And it's not man worship, it's called the government of God. Because they are so demon possessed in pride and religion and sorcery, they are anti apostolic. I know it because half the people in RLM that even begin to support us want their money to control the ministry, which shows that they have no loyalty or faithfulness to the Apostle Jesus Christ formed in me to a perfect measure of age 23 of the Tree of Life. They are betrayers and antichrists who even are around Red Letter Ministries. That's how terrible the situation is in America right now according to the kingdom of heaven's perspective. We need an understanding of kingdom apostolic prophetic leadership. Now if you come out of some kind of church where there was ritual abuse or there was an abuse of power and you were never in the kingdom anyway so just get healed. Just you know have a drink of the river and get over it. Get over it man you're a soldier. Get some training, get some healing, get out of the animal. The angelic is preparing a feast for you. If you don't eat into your spirit, you just whimper in the animal and your orphan demons, serving demons still, refusing to eat the sonship bread, refusing to eat the apostolic meat, the prophetic wine of the sapphire sea before his throne and the sapphire throne of God the Father presented to you every day. You gotta eat it, you gotta drink it. Without the grumbling and the mumbling and the complaining and the murmuring of what you got to go through to inherit the kingdom of heaven, I tell you what you got to go through is sanctification and it causes glory to glory by the angels of his presence and by the angels who sanctify you. And these are the two classes of all the angels the book of Jubilees writes. Amen? 
Truth anyhow, we need presence and we need purity. And where is it gonna come from? Not a pie in the sky. Not a hundred thousand people with duct tape on their mouths, worshipping Saturn and Molech and Remphon and the Tree of Knowledge with their hands lifted and their hearts empty because they don't even know where the presence comes from. Out of your belly flows rivers of presence, John 7:38. We tell you that, but they don't believe because they're totally bewitched. And I love bewitched people, otherwise I'd bewitch you. I love you. That's why I exposed the sorceries of the Satans and am persecuted violently in the USA every season for it. We can't even keep people in Minneapolis because it's so bad in Babylon the Great. Babylon the Great, blessed are they who take your kids and dash them against the rocks like little baby nunchucks <laughs> and then throw them into the abyss. And then laugh at the dead baby bones dying and burning in hell. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Shut up, devil. You have compassion on wickedness and not righteousness. How do you get the oil of joy? By hating wickedness, loving righteousness. If you don't love judgment to sin, you have zero love in your hearts towards Jesus. The cross separates sin from purity. And if it hasn't happened in you and you can't rejoice in the separation of the two people down in Abraham's bosom in the parables of Jesus Christ, a rich man goes down there. Lazarus goes down there. Lazarus has all the water he can drink. He's in Abraham's bar. But the Bible says exactly because it was all about the ability to drink something refreshing and be refreshed in your spirit or to be totally parched in the dry place and accursed with the demons who have no water except from what they steal from the Christians. Truth in you. That's why they steal, kill, and destroy everything of life from the saints as much as they can every day. Jezebel drunk on the blood of the saints, drunk on the, on the living waters that most saints are ignorant they're drunk on your your waters above in your open heavens and they're drunk on your waters below in your earth. And we're going to mature to a place where the devils can't steal, kill, and destroy from anymore, but it's going to require a level of righteousness that you haven't heard in this generation yet. And if you're stubborn and uh, opposed to it, you have no chance of making it. No, You will go from bad to worse. You really are the manifestation in your spirit of your belief systems. If you don't believe the same stuff Enoch believed and Enoch wrote down in the book of Enoch, you will never overcome death. The whole book of Enoch is the very prescription of scripture and how to conquer Satan and death and the fall. And guess what? He practiced what he preached and did it and then wrote it down for you and I that if we ever get with it and believe it and walk in it, we'll never die. That's what Enoch is. Remember the story of Enoch? He conquered the Nephilim, the giants, the fallen angels, all the worst first century demon spirits, 60 foot people that would rip the roofs off your houses, take your whole family and eat them like Attack on Titans. And the Bible says that happened. Now we let it happen to our houses through their invisible spirits. Because those 
spirits that came out of the giants and the Nephilim are the demons on the earth that cause all the problems in Christians' lives. That's what the Bible says. So in order to not get eaten into the belly of the beast, which is Satan, the red dragon's belly, and be totally enslaved under Kabbalah economics and Kabbalah politics and Kabbalah legalism of policing and military might, to be free from the belly of the red dragon and the red magic arts of Janis and Jambres and Molech and Pan, you are going to have to practice righteousness. You are going to have to build up your spirit, cut yourself out of the snake's belly, squirm out physically into a place of freedom that you're going to be uncomfortable in. Like the Israelites coming out of Egypt, they didn't know how to be free. They had only lived inside the belly of Pharaoh, who is Satan. Freedom was totally unknown to them. It was easier for them to crawl up back into Satan's stomach and die in the wilderness than be trained in freedom. And that's what these cowards and these carnal believers and some of you have done. Repent, be brave. Who's outside the city gates? Cowards. Cowards are outside the promised land, are outside the promised land of Jesus. They're outside Abraham's stars and they're just inside snakes. And they're not blessed, they're cursed because they choose to be cursed. If you want to live cursed under the curse, you can. You have that option to be a total loser in life and go the way of demons and go the way of destruction. You can choose that path. There is freedom to rebel against the Spirit of God. There is freedom to disobey the word. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord of spirits. We will serve the word of God in our spirit as angels. And we will restore all the things that have been stolen from us, even if nobody agrees with us. It don't matter. It only takes one righteous man to raise the standard and preach righteousness. But notice it took the preaching of righteousness of Noah, a preacher of righteousness, Hebrews 11, to raise a standard as one guy and condemn the world to where? Eternal damnation with the fallen angels. Now, they could have joined him any time. It's not Noah's fault. It's their fault. Noah killed one billion human beings. That's what the Bible teaches. There was one billion. We got eight billion now. I believe our righteousness will destroy seven billion people. <laughs> I believe that we're going to practice the greater work. Now you can sit there and cry and mourn over the loss like you're some kind of compassionate lover, but you're fake. You're fake and you don't understand righteousness at all and you practice false love. If it's true love, it rejoices in judgment, in the severity of Moses, who doesn't stand on Sinai, who stands on Zion, which is the new covenant. Moses is a teacher of the new covenant. Anyone that says otherwise is accursed because they've rejected the law of Moses 
in heaven, the fulfillment of the law. I've not come to do away with the law. I've come to fulfill it. Well, you can't fulfill it if you reject Moses, you goofy, charismatic Christians. You need to fulfill the law. Then you have power in the law of the stars and the law of the luminaries. That's why every sheriff has a star on their chest, a star of David in every single capital building of all 50 states of the USA. Why do you think every seal of government on this planet is a star? Because the government of the stars can't be broken through wickedness or righteousness. And that's why we complain about Jewish Kabbalah and sorcery and tyranny and legalism. What do you expect if you rejected the order of the stars in the path of Enoch and you're stuck under wicked sorcerers who use those stars because you're too immature to rise up as the government? as the 144,000. It's not the Luciferian's fault. It's not even the red magicians and the murderers of nations' faults. Christians have been given all of Jesus Christ's inheritance already at birth. What have you done with it? Let it cut you to your heart so you can stop blaming others. This is our responsibility. We're no longer passing the blame. We're assuming responsibility of our universe. And we're going to do something about it with what he gave us. The spirit, the word, the blood, the water. Amen. And the righteous commandment and the stars and the sun and the moon. And it's fun. And if I'm intense with you, you need someone to shout righteousness into you. Half of you prissy little spoiled brats have never had discipline your whole whoring lives in Babylon the Great. And you come around righteous boot camp of the armies of the living God, you're gonna be put into order. Your parents have spoiled you rotten. Amen. And now apostolic fathers, apostolic mothers are not going to hurt you. They're not going to abuse you. They're going to help you and heal you in righteousness and in the righteous commandment of Zion, which is the fulfillment of Sinai. Sinai is inside Zion, by the way, because Moses is Sinai. So you can't just sit out there and reject Sinai, goofball Christians. I have come to fulfill Sinai in Zion. This is Zion. This is the mountain of the Father's throne. I saw a great mountain that rose up through the earth and the heavens into the heaven of heavens, the very summon of God. And the angel that was with me said, this is God's throne, his mountain. This is Zion. Enoch saw Zion before there was Sinai. About a thousand years before the law of Moses, Enoch wrote down Enoch. It might have been oral tradition, but Enoch was written by Enoch. He says that in Enoch, it was translated faithfully by Jewish men of God throughout the ages who loved Enoch as the Holy Scripture. So it was a holy, holy scripture. And so actually Fortress Press, Minneapolis, took 50 out of the 80 known documents of Enoch that we have on planet Earth and have transcribed it at the most scholarly, highest level in the universe in Minneapolis. 
and it's the Hermeneia translation of the Book of Enoch that uses 50 out of the 80 available manuscripts of Enoch that we found from ancient Israel. So get that translation. I got it. I'm reading it and I'm getting fried on it. You can see my confidence growing. It's feeding me. And it's only going to get worse and worse for people that hate us because it's they're hating righteousness. They're hating the power of the universe. They're hating God's holiness. They're hating all the authority that he's given to the spirit of righteousness. The righteous man's spirit is angel. But a man and woman's spirit is animal. You ain't dealing with animal anymore. In animal, you can have an animal sacrifice. But when you deal with the spirit of a righteous man and you deal with the spirit of a righteous woman, you can't sacrifice that animal because they already have sacrificed themselves on the altar of Calvary. Now you're dealing directly with God the Father's throne through men and women. And that's what changes everything. That's why Satan's time is ended. It's over. The victories we've come into are victories of Enoch at a cosmic level. It will disintegrate and dissolve down through all the heavens because of our maturity in the heavens and we're keeping our territory that we conquer in the heavens. Jesus already has the victory. We're just rising up in Jesus, just maturing in the cosmic tree of life of Jesus in the same righteousness that Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God, practiced So he had dominion over Rome and he had dominion over the Pharisees. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. King of kings and Lord of lords. Right? Jesus, where was his opposers? He would heal people and he'd send them away and say, you know, I don't accuse you either. So you're totally free from anyone trying to harm you. He had authority over every element, atom and molecule, over all government, over all finances, when the temple tax came around, he said, just not to be a stomach block, sons of the kingdom are totally exempt, but just to not offend these idiots, these carnal people, okay, they're idiots, you can't get more idiotic than being carnal, to not offend these idiots, go fishing, well that sounds offensive, that's offensive to everyone today, go fishing, and take the drachma coin out of the fish's mouth, and pay your temple tax and my temple tax, which was called the tithes, why, because the tithe was go to the messiah, but they were so lost, they were still giving it into buildings made by human hands. And Jesus allowed it because he had not part out of spirit. So technically he was still in the Old Testament, even though the I am is not limited to man's timelines. So he was practicing stuff outside of time and space, outside the law, his entire ministry. Truth anyhow, Jesus doesn't take man's limitations. He doesn't take storms as limitations. He doesn't take your interpretation, the religious culture, the times of man, the seasons of man, and even the redemption period. He supersedes all of that. What does the Bible say? God is enthroned in heaven and does anything he wants. Psalms 103. Anything he wants. He's not limited to you or your belief systems, your boxes, where you've put him. He's God. You're not. Submit to him. Obey him. Let him break you open and all your control systems, which are the sorceries of the Satans in you, so that God can be God through you, which is freedom and abundant life in his purity, in his holiness, in his righteousness, in his light we see light. In his freedom we experience freedom. Apart from me you can do nothing. Well, we're in you, so let's do something. If we're not in him, we can't do anything. We just sit around, I can't do nothing. Yeah, because you're apart from him, because you're totally bewitched and lazy. But when you're in him, 
Guess what? You can do awesome things. You can do everything he did and even greater things because he went to the Father. Amen. John 14, 12. Will people do greater works? Will you do greater works? Amen. We come in here to feast so that we can leave the feast of the bar so that we can do greater works outside the bar. And if you're not, you're totally lazy and just rebuke Satan out of your soul. The reason why you eat the bread of heaven and drink the wine of his blood is so that your spirit can do the works of Jesus to destroy all the works of Satan. How do the sons of God manifest? The Bible tells you to destroy the works of the devil. Where are the works of the devil? They're in politics. They're in economies. They're in militaries. Your prayer closet is only part of the victory. Your sanctification is only part of the victory. Now, getting out there and having marketplace revival, family revival, marital revival, relationship revival in Jesus Christ cross, crucifying all demonic influence and spirit, soul, mind, and strength, and rising higher and higher on your cross every day will bring heaven to earth. It will require you to get more bold in your words. You can't be a little mouse. You can't be a cringing, fawning, fearful mouse. You have to be a commander of angel armies. Judge Deborah was a type and shadow of a mature Christian. How many years does it take for you to get a voice in the natural? You can goo goo gaga and it's powerful. Parents, look at that. Oh, they just melt. Take a video, take a picture. Even if you goo goo gaga out of your spirit, one years old, or cry in your spirit as zero, it's adorable and it does something because it came from your spirit. But if you let your spirit be shut down by Satan's sorceries, you'll never have a voice and you'll never advance the kingdom because your hearts are calloused. You need to go back and cut open your hearts by a fresh circumcision and let your spirit talk. Out of your, out of your belly flows the voice of you. Your voice. Your mouth is the Spirit of God. He's teaching you how to talk. You don't have to be 13 to talk. If a kid can't talk when they're 3, 4, and 5, they think they're retarded. You've been Christians how long? 3, 4, 5, 7 years? Are you speaking out of your spirits? Are you retarded? Get Satan out of you who has retarded you. Who has just squelched your spirit to not speak who has stolen your confidence don't blame me i want you to shout i want you to scream i want you to command angels you can do it as a four-year-old we have five-year-olds in christ commanding angels you don't have an excuse we have six-year-olds who are confident at six i posted a picture of this little ninja girl. She's six years old. No, no, no. It's our friend Cliff that posted it. Excuse me. 
give honor where honors due. And this little ninja, like six or seven years old, doing flips, she has a katana blade, she has all this crap, you know, and you're like, six years old! How long have you been born again believers? Six? Five? Seven? This girl's doing flips! Your spirit's doing flips! Let alone speaking! What is stealing your confidence? What is castrating your spirit and your spiritual voice? Cut through it. Get strong. Get brave. Shout to the Lord. Shout to the angels. If you got demons, shout at them. If you're all blocked up in an orphan spirit and got all these curses, shout at your curses. Yell at them. You yell at God, you'll yell at me. Yell at your sin and the demons killing you. You need some righteous indignation. You need some power in your voice. Look inside your heart and get angry. Get angry at the timidity. Get angry at the cowardice. Get angry at the fear. Get angry at the poverty. Get angry at the disobedience. Get angry at the sorceries of drugs and alcohol. Get angry at the laziness and the slothfulness. Get angry at the demons and the familiars. Get angry at Nimrod's blood in you. Get angry at the Nile. That's righteousness to be angry at wickedness. And pierce your hearts. Pierce your minds. That's why the Bible says, Sanctify your own souls. I do it towards myself every day. You do it towards yourself every day. And get Satan out of you. And get the shadows out of you. And get the demons out of you. Get the curses out of you. And cleanse your hearts. Cleanse your minds. And cleanse your bones and marrow with a mighty, mighty river of dread champions who are before you, of heroes of faith who've gone before you. It's the sap in the tree of life. It's the evergreen. Come on now. Can't call it maple syrup because maple's not an evergreen. But you can call it pine, sticky, tar, sap. You get that stuff on you, good luck. Rubbing alcohol can't even help you. That stuff won't come out. You could wash that stuff 25 times. You get that nasty, sticky, evergreen sap all over you. You know you just got to throw those clothes away. They're done. God's going to cover you with sap and zap of the evergreen of Jesus Christ's righteous bloodlines. And you will be engrafted. And you can bear forth fruit from the pine and the spruce and the olive and the holly and every single one of the evergreens and the 14 classes of the evergreens that you are engrafted into in the generations of Jesus Christ. Because you are his brothers and sisters and he's going to take your bones into that tree and burn everything else out of you from your parents' bloodlines and your parents' curses, and all the 70 root nations of Babylon, Babylon and Babel and Nimrod will die the deaths in you through crucifixion. So 
So the only thing remaining in you is the thing that defeats the red magic warlock of the 33rd degree of the Scottish Rite Kabbalah. And you stand up in that confidence. You don't have to be 23 like me. You can do it like three, like baby David, like a baby in righteousness. You can throw a frickin' pebble from the brook into the giant's forehead as a baby and take him out as long as it came from the evergreen and it comes from the tree of life and you got the word of God in you and you're not taking any crap from the satans, the witchcraft, the sorceries, all the manipulations of the soulish realm of Adam and Eve and the realm of the dead can't touch you because your mind lives in the realm of Christ in you. Therefore, you can throw a word of God from the river into their foreheads and it sunk deep into the mind of Satan and the giant was taken out with a freaking slingshot! Come on! A slingshot! Not even a BB gun! Let's go! You got a slingshot? You get a slingshot when you're like four! Let alone when you're 20, walking around with nuclear power! You're the army of God! Use the armory given to your spirit and fight all the soulishness, all the carnality, all the lukewarmness, all the compromise in you. Your spirit bears God's image and God is a mighty warrior. God is a great king. Your spirit has it. We just need it built up in confidence. I'm here. My job is to make you spiritually confident in the abilities of the new creature. They can do far more than what you've been taught in charismatic Christianity. It can take out demons. It can take out civilizations. It can take out economies of manipulations. It can take out every curse, every sorcery, all sickness and disease in entire regions from elevations of your spirit in Christ's tree of life. And you have that spirit and you have that ability in you. Now it's time to realize the glory. And it's the glory of the ability of your new creature in Christ. Amen. Amen. And we ain't angry at your spirit because your spirit's invincible. Your spirit likes being yelled at by God the Father's goodness. It's like energizing your spirit with second atom bombs. We don't know what we are because we're so carnal and soulish until someone starts fire breathing the line of the tribe of Judah that feels like you're dying through your soul every single day to wake you up to live as angels instead of animals to live in the realm of the angels and to live in the realm of the abilities of the spirits of the righteous we'll limit ourselves to our carnality to the curse that mommy and daddy gave to us when we're born of flesh we're born again 
Which means if we go into angel ability, we go into spirit ability and stay there and don't backslide out of spirit into carnality and soulishness, which is getting bewitched again. People go in and out of witchcraft constantly. Soulish, garbage, junk, self-promotion, self-protection, soulish, fake, false teaching, preaching everywhere in Babylon the Great. And we get back into righteousness and start building up our spirit. Not just praying in the spirit, communicating in English in the spirit. Amen? You only need English. I like that. I'll speak in tongues. I speak in cherubim fluently, but I like English because it's so dumb. He uses the foolish things. I love slang. I like a bonics. I like gutter trash interpretation of scripture because it stomps the heads of your legalistic demons into hell. I like the foolish things of God. People like to look good in their Christianity. Look at how much I know. I studied Book of Enoch. Now I'm real freaking smart. Now you're real freaking demon possessed with pride because you didn't let it slaughter your culture and your flesh ain't gonna help you. Now you're just a total warlock of self-righteousness. But if you put it in your spirit and slaughter the dead part of you that's dead already anyway, but your mind is caught in the realm of the dead, so you're speaking flies and maggots out of your mouth instead of rivers of crystal clear living water out of your belly, and you switch trees in the garden from wickedness to righteousness, from darkness to light through your hearts and minds, you're gonna live in the realm of the blessing of the Messiah. And you're gonna see how his word never falls to the ground when it comes out of your born again spirit and it's spoken according to the Father's good pleasure. Which means I don't just pray. Every word out of a sanctified heart is prayer. I don't prophesy. Every word out of a circumcised heart is prophecy. The word of God is prophecy. The word that the born again creature speaks automatically is prophecy. It's commandment. It's not something you conjure and study. This ain't the mountain of the breasted goat of Pan. This ain't religion. This ain't sorcery. This is Zion. If your spirit speaks it out of the day you're born again, if it's the truth from your spirit, it's anointed. You'll get the elders of Israel drunk the day you're born again if you speak out of your spirit and don't go into Satan's kingdom of Babylon. Learn how to stay free in the mountain of Zion and obey the spirit who birthed you in the womb of God the Father's belly, the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And you don't have to live in the world under all the witchcrafts of the world, all the false versions of Christianity in the world. Forsake them utterly. They're killing you. The Bible says, come out of her, my people. What does that even mean? hundred million interpretations of that. I'll tell you what I know from experience. It means come out of all soulish demon and human forms of Christianity into the one form of the seven spirits of God burning before his throne. 
then your interpretation will all be the same. Cause you burnt out the soulish, selfish interpretation of demons and animals and human flesh and human blood. And we begin to practice godliness. We begin to have the unity of the faith of the faith of Jesus and not some fake pseudo-faith and sorcery from our conjured efforts of witchcraft. A different faith. A faith of Jesus. The faith of Jesus is already in the born-again spirit. You have his faith. You are born of God's faith in you. You can't force yourself to be born again, you selfish brat! God the Father, His faith in Jesus, regenerated you from God's faith. You can't do nothing. You can't save yourself. You can't sanctify yourself. If God is for you, it's God towards you that does it. Give Him the glory. And you get out of the way. It's like, I am the passive, dependent recipient of salvation in my flesh today in my bones and marrow, in my mind today, in my heart, in my feelings and emotions today. And my spirit is built up because of my Father's righteousness towards me and my Father's judgments towards me. And He has cleansed me by who He is towards me and towards you. And I have simply received His righteousness. I've received His word. I've received his works of his Messiah for him to have a people, for him to have a family, for him to be happy, for him to be proud. Well done, good and faithful servants. Amen. I'm okay with being a servant. Jesus was too. And none of you are greater than Jesus. The name of Jesus means the servant of the Lord, the branch of God. The apostles in Acts even called Jesus God's holy servant, which means God's holy slave. Half of you are so filled with satanic pride, you'd cringe at being called a slave. Ah, I have rights. I have rights. No, you don't. You have the righteousness of the right of Jesus to obey the Holy Ghost. Therefore, you shall not die, but fly in your spirit by and by. Amen. We are a people at war against rebellion and learning how to obey the Holy Ghost, our Savior. You have no other Savior but Him. I'd love to teach you on all the mystical things God's training me in, but you are not even ready for solid meat. Half of you haven't even overcome baby-level rebellion and baby level pride. And so I cannot treat you as mature ones, but as infants in Christ, as a loving, endearing father would train powerful angels who are covered in all kinds of animal filth and animal manure that you identify with as who you are, but it's not you. It's not you. You are a born-again spirit that has the soul that's in that body right now. And I'm going to build up your spirit. And the prophets and apostles of God the Father are going to build up your spirit. 
gonna energize your spirit to conquer the flesh of your heart, to circumcise the flesh of your heart, to conquer the flesh of your mind, and to circumcise the flesh of your mind, and to conquer the flesh of your bone, and to conquer the flesh of your marrow, and to circumcise your bone and marrow from all death. And then the brightness of God the Father's lights will shine forth through you. Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine upon you, through you, in you, through you, in you, upon you, and, and around you too. So you being just a sun, like Jesus, S-U-N, a morning star. <laughs> Which means in order to have that experience, everything that's not emitting light in spirit, in heart, in the four chambers of the blood of your heart, in brain, in the thought life and the strongholds of your brain, and in bone and marrow, has to be annihilated. You are coming into the time of the baptism of the Father of lights, in whom there is no darkness at all, nor shadow, nor turning. Rigid righteousness. No shadows, no repentance, no turning for God. God's perfect. His word's perfect. His works are perfect. What he's given us in the new covenant is perfect. It will never change. You will change and use what the perfect father has given you in your spirit and wage the good Christian war against your own wicked hearts and your own wicked minds. Jesus called the Israelites' hearts and the Israelites' minds evil and wicked constantly in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I think God is love. Love removes Satan from hearts. Love removes religion from hearts. Love removes pride from hearts. Love removes lust from hearts. God loves you, so he tells you the truth. Oh, he hurt my feelings. Your feelings are demonic. Your feelings are satanic. He's hurting Satan's feelings. Get over it. Get Satan out of you. You are not allowed to have demonic feelings. God's feelings are the only feelings that matter. How does God feel? That's the only thing on our hearts and minds. Your feelings will be healed when you care about your righteous Father in Heaven's feelings or the Lamb of God's feelings. Or personally, right now, the Holy Ghost feelings! How the seven spirits of God feel in the earth right now with a people that don't even know him as the Holy Ghost. With a people that are conjuring him like sorcerers in churches and obeying witchcraft and following demons as angels of light and going after strange teachings that the spirit of truth would never teach. And yet, here they call Red Letter Ministries a cult, and they call Red Letter Ministries strange teachings because they hate righteousness and they love wickedness. And watch judgments come upon wicked teachers. You watch. This is the time of awesome, righteous breastplates of judgment from our mature, born-again new creatures. These are new creatures. The new creature is what f the enemy fears more than anything. 
and you get into new creature abilities, these demons will piss themselves. I like seeing demons scared. I like seeing the Satans nervous at the possibility of your spiritual maturity. Amen. To look at these devils trembling and making the hair stand up on their demonic reptilian skins and their eyes bulge. Oh my God, they're listening to the teachings of Enoch in Red Letter Ministries. I might raise up dread champions in the last days out of a cave in the ghetto of Minnesota in an obscure place in the ends of the earth totally opposing all mainstream Christianity a radical ministry that looks rebellious to these Laodicean Christians when it's actually a desperation to save this generation from Kabbalah and you don't understand and you're losing and we want you to win it's gonna take Solomon's armory in the forest of Lebanon that's the symbolism but you need it because Song of Solomon 8 says, I will make them my prisoners of love. We take everyone prisoner. Your righteousness and your new creature in Christ's ability, if you ever grow wings and get more mature than four or five and six years old in your spirit, your wings are the healing and the covering of nations. Everyone under your young angelic wings they already bud when you're born. If you keep growing, they become gigantic and cover the whole flipping universe! Covering wings! That's the leaves of the tree of life! You have the ability to cover everyone and heal everything in your God's sperm genetics already in your spirit. We just need you energized, motivated, and kicked in your butts to do something! Amen! You need your butts kicked. You need to be pushed by winds, pushed by lightnings, and motivated to do the works of the Lamb of God as soldiers in His army. I have works for you to do to turn the world upside down, declares the Lord. You need motivation. You need to be pushed out of nests, out of comfort zones. You need righteousness like a firestorm out of the mouth of God right through your flesh to see your spirit. Oh, my spirit can do this. I don't like how it feels in my spoiled brat American flesh, but it sure feels good in my eternal Zion nature. Amen! This might offend the transvestite at Starbur- at Starbucks. <laughs> Star works. <laughs> Amen. Who cares? You'll actually love them and they'll honor you because you'll be real, practicing righteousness instead of fake, cringing Christians trying to be nice to people without of a fawning voice like a freaking mouse. Can't even hear you when you talk. You need to thunder. There are more scriptures about shouting than whispering. It's actually like 10 to 1 in the Bible. They wanted to steal our voice. It's true. I had all kinds of false apostolic, false fathering on purpose as I grew up in Christianity. And don't think I didn't understand the whole time. I had to go through those paths 
and I ate the meat and spit out the bones under all the authority I've ever had until I come under the authority of my father's wings who has no bones. And that's maturity to become true apostolic fathers of all the earth. And you will too, if you keep following through from glory to glory in you and get all the false fathers and mothers, which is demonic influence to stay submitted to the flesh, to stay in the false agape and the false phileo and all the false love under the sun, all under the sun, BS is false. There's nothing true under the sun because every good and perfect gift comes from him above the sun. It is written. Wisdom. We need wisdom to save our souls from our souls. We need wisdom to burn ourselves from ourselves. We need a fresh baptism of cosmic fire. We need lightning. We need fire. We need a river of fire from God's throne. And we need to see it and embrace it and drink that cup. That's the cup of the new covenant. The cup of Enoch. The cup of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The cup of the new heavens. Not just new earths. Not just your brain's idea of the blood of Jesus when it's not. It's just your brain. Just fantasy. Just smoking and drinking demons with no excellence because you're not drinking the cup. You're just in forms, in shadows. And that's why your lives are still Gehenna. Truth anyhow. If you want a greater manifestation, drink a greater, higher cup that you know nothing about. That's what I'm pleading for you to do. Take the cosmic cup of the lightnings of Jesus Christ and drink it and become lightning and ascend the path of lightnings and operate in lightning and let thunder and lightning be your spirit's nature because that's the image bearing of Yahweh. And don't think there's another Christian manifestation. It's Satan. God is a God of thunder and lightning. Seven thunders, which are what? Sons. Seven lightnings, which are what? Sons, daughters of the living God. You don't have another Christian nature. You've identified with demons and false personalities of demons. Let God the Father deliver you from your demons and take the nature of seven thunders. Take the nature of seven lightnings and be the mature sons of God. Be the Israel of God. Practice righteousness. Then the sun, then the moon, then the stars will gladly rejoice as they pass through your righteous spirits. And you will heal the earth. And you'll be lords of all the earth. And you'll be lords of all the heavens. Because you're born of a royal house. God is a great king, not figuratively, not churchianity, but more royal than Buckingham Palace. And it's a time we mature and realize royalty and get regal in lightning, get regal in thunder and act like it and think like it and be it in the Lord. 
in Jesus name and all the dog nature and all the dog manure of the Gentiles and the heathen nations will fall off you and wash off you and burn off your righteous royal spirits and they will see God's nature in you angelically and their hearts will fail for fear it is written in the judgment of the New Testament when they see the royalty of your angels that it's not fake Christianity is not a religion it's a bloodline of royalty and they will see the royal angels they will see Yahweh they will see eight winged cherubim they will see white dragon seraphim they will see 12 gate Ophanim. they will see the great angelic God in your spirit and their hearts will fail them the warlocks the witches the practitioners of magic arts and I look this 33rd degree red magic warlock right in his eyes for three weeks they found him dead in his apartment true story because he was not willing to repent whatsoever my righteousness killed that man dead and slaughtered his wickedness and there was no more red magic that was it dead amen and we celebrate the destruction of Satan's magic arts and we celebrate the destruction of Pan's pride and we celebrate the destruction of the red dragon and we celebrate the destruction of Molech's lust through all flesh and blood in all the earth whatever has to be removed in the heavens in the earth and under the earth so be it! God the Father will have a curse-free universe despite you and despite your opinions or the opinions of your cities and states and nations. They have zero vote in the heavenly Sanhedrin. Zero! God is a king. Jesus is a king. The Sanhedrin is a king. The elders are kings. The cloud of witnesses are kings and nobility and royalty and they shall have their way in this day against Satan and his sorceries and the nations who practice them and they will be completely annihilated in Jesus name. Amen.
Oh, shit.